0: Welcome back to the Showtime Forum podcast talking all things purple and gold. I'm your host, Chris Camello, joined by my esteemed co-host and Showtime Forum contributor, Mr. Chaz Pearson.
1: What up, what up, Laker Nation? We back.
0: Got another good one for all you fans of the now 17-time NBA champion Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers already addressing needs? What's next for A.D.? And who else is on the Lakers' wish list? We're breaking that all down and more on, on a very special edition of the Showtime Forum podcast. But before we do, be sure to follow us on all social media and streaming platforms at Showtime Forum. That's at Showtime Forum. You can also follow us on our website, theshowtimeforum.com. That's the, T-H-E, showtimeforum.com. Chaz, good to see you, man. It's been a while, it's- huh?
1: What up, dog? Yeah, man, I, I mean, we, t- we took a little break. we back like we never left now, and what do you know? It's already time for free agency, trade season. Uh, training camp is coming up in the next couple weeks now, um, and this is going to be the fastest turnaround time, 71 days from Game 6 wow. of the NBA Finals to uh, Game 1 of the 2020-2021 season starting December 22nd. So,
0: um, Not a whole lot wait, of... Man. I mean, I- yeah, not a whole lot of time to revel in this glory, right? <laughs> no,
1: no, but it's good. It, it, it's good. I, I've kind of mentioned it previously about uh, this kind of setting up uh, to be LeBron's greatest feat, and I'll we'll, I'll go into that a little bit later. When, if, you know, once we have a little bit more time, but sure. it's all about the moves. It's all about the moves that are being made and that can be right, made right now. And um, but for now, I'm just I'm living life and I'm comfortable being the champ. The two-time champ for anybody that's a Dodger and a Laker fan right now. So life has been good around the city and uh, even better politically, if you know what I mean. So, I mean, all all things considered...
0: Well, we won't get in. We won't get into the political end of it. But we're going to keep it. We're just going to keep it on the sports landscape, particularly with the Lakers. And by the way, Chaz, we got a very special guest coming on in a few minutes. Lauren Jones, A.K.A. LoJo Media. If you are on Twitter and you follow the Lakers, there, there's not a chance you don't know who this is very i've known her now for a few years we've covered the clippers together and uh we've also you know done some podcasts as well we got a lot of uh uh, colleagues similar colleagues and stuff and anytime i see her she's just awesome she's so she's going to be joining us breaking down the laker offseason uh she's been an uh la lakers beat reporter for the la sentinel for the last couple of seasons so definitely a treat to have her on uh but chaz uh, like you said, the December 22nd, definitely an early start time, definitely puts the Lakers uh, a little bit at, at a early disadvantage. We don't know how, uh, LeBron is going to look, wh- what type of, uh what type of role he's going to have, if he's going to be sitting out games. I mean, if there was ever a time to really employ load management, this would be the season to do it. We're going to see more back-to-backs. We're going to see more four games in five nights. Uh, We're going to try to – I mean, the the league is going to try to condense this as much as they possibly can so they could try to make up for some of the lost revenue. If they would have started middle of January, right around Martin Luther King Jr. Day – uh, which is usually about January 15th, January 16th, every every year, uh, they would have lost half a billion dollars. So the league, as well as the Players Association, the union, all the reps had to make a difficult decision. But we're only looking at it from one end of the spectrum. Yeah, it puts the Lakers and the Heat, the Nuggets and the Celtics at, at a disadvantage. But also, look at it from the other end. Teams like the Warriors, the Bulls, the Pistons, the, the Knicks, the Cavs, they have not played since the shutdown right, since the initial shutdown back in March. So I'm sure some of those teams are itching to get back on the court and start playing again. So uh, it's a very interesting conundrum, and uh, minutes uh, management is going to be huge this year for for a lot of these teams, but especially for the Lakers uh, having an older roster.
1: Right. So good that you brought up both ends of the spectrum. I actually was reading an article that uh, was talking about how those players are actually at a little bit more risk than – players that would be on the heat or the Lakers because they've been off for so long. And because the ramp up period time isn't uh, as long as what it normally is, they're not playing as many preseason games. Uh, I believe they're only going to get in maybe six, four to to six, as opposed to your standard eight. Um, And it's not, you know, the ramp up time isn't going to be uh, as much as it was previously. So I'm I'm really interested to see how teams like the Warriors, the Pistons, the T-Wolves, the Knicks, you know, those teams come out uh, because they're going to be most susceptible to injury uh, and as well as, you know, staying in shape as well. So um, good point that you brought up there. But obviously this is a Lakers podcast, so we're more concerned about the Lakers perspective of things. But I think we'll be okay uh, from the Lakers perspective because uh, the team that we have and the leadership that we have is Awesome. I mean, it it can't get any better. And the team and the move that we've made
0: now—yes,
1: reportedly, I might say,
0: Mm -hmm. because it's nothing official yet. But reportedly, um, the Lakers have gotten better,
1: and I I I can't be happier because they're striving for greatness. Is all we're about now and have been, but even more so now with having the best player in the NBA on our team for the last two years. So. uh, can't
0: ask for more. Yeah, exactly, and of course, I know what you're alluding to. Uh, while everybody was probably waking up and getting ready to tune into some NFL football this past Sunday, Rob Palenka was working the phones, and he decided to call Sam Presti who decided to have a garage sale on, on Sunday afternoon and traded Dennis Schroeder, six-man-of-the-year finalist this last year, lost to Montrez Harrell as well as Lou Williams. But he had a fantastic season, was part of that three-headed guard monster that the Thunder had, along with Chris Paul, who was also moved, by the way, on early Monday morning. So the moves have been... Uh, Sam Presti's been active these last couple days. But the Lakers made a pretty solid move. You could even call it... A shrewd move uh, acquiring Dennis Schroeder uh, from the Oklahoma City Thunder for their 28th pick. I know our team, with a Showtime Forum team, had done a really good job scouting out some of the guys that could be available with that 28th pick, but now you can kind of put that to bed. The Lakers sent that 28th pick along with veteran shooter Danny Green, who. Obviously, uh, his struggles throughout the playoffs, throughout the season, was well-documented, well-reported. So they, the, uh, the 28th pick, as well as Green, are headed to OKC. Green will probably be flipped in another move. And the Lakers get one heck of a player in Dennis Schroeder, who has continually gotten better over the last few years, Chaz. Great score, very athletic, can defend. He's a much-improved shooter. He can make plays. Everything that the Lakers wanted to get in a backup, maybe even a spot starter uh, at the guard position, they now have with Dennis Schroeder.
1: Yeah, uh, he's he's great. He could be the, easily the sixth man of the year uh, this past season, even previous seasons. Uh, even more so going forward, he averages pretty much the average 19 points a game on about five assists per game as well, all on about <laughs> 41%. I'm sorry, 38% uh, three-point
2: shooting.
0: A career high, by the way. Uh, career high, but even more importantly, he shot
1: 41.5% <laughs> on catch-and-shoot threes according to Next Generation stats by ESPN. So, And you know we have the best passer in the league in terms of a guy that can put it right in the pocket for you to be able to ca- just catch and shoot. KCP would know that all too well mm-hmm. uh, based on these last playoff championship run that we were on. So uh, he fits... Very well. The only, I mean, obviously, there's negatives to every player, so I mean, I, uh, I don't want to point out too many of the negatives, but he's known to be a little erratic, and um, the decision making not being yeah. as consistent. But it's not like how it was uh, previously when he was, you know, maybe, you know, really starting to get his experience when he was just starting, starting out, uh, like when he was in Atlanta and things of that nature. So, really happy to have him on our team. Hate to see Danny Green go. Yeah. Hate to see the inside the green room podcast go uh as well as you know that that 28th pick I, I was kind of excited to see who that person was going to be but I knew right. realistically that was going to be a trade chip. and uh I love the fact that we kept Kuz I know there's some Laker fans that are bullish on Kuz um actually tonight Kuz mu- muted his Twitter profile because he's been done with the bullying he, d- he did a little clap clapping back today uh saying that you know we're gonna put some respect on his name but um, you know, he's taking, a, he's taking a timeout from Twitter for a little bit because things are getting a little too hot. But I'm, I'm here to say that I'm happy Kuz is still on the squad and uh, the Lakers have gotten better by adding Dennis Schroeder to the roster. And now it kind of sets up for the rest of the roster to, you know, kind of fill out. It's really the first domino to drop. So I'm just excited to see really what's going to happen next from now, um, even though it's probably a little easy to predict that what we think might
0: happen yeah yeah it's going to be very interesting and uh as you and i are, are talking about this i'm trying to get lauren uh to tap in right now but i thought like i said it was one of those moves i don't think we really saw coming i i knew the the laker organization Polinka, as well as his staff were going to try to uh find a guard out there to alleviate some of that responsibility off of lebron james's shoulders and Not knowing what the future was with Rajon Rondo, he opted out. He's obviously going to have potential suitors. There could be teams out there that are going to want to offer him maybe a two, three year deal, maybe anywhere from eight to ten million. I'm not sure if he's going to get it, but there could be another team out there that has a suitor. So already the Lakers were being proactive. Rather than put all our eggs in this rondo basket, yeah, we'd love to have him back. Even with Schroeder, we'd love to probably have Rajon Rondo back. But at the same point in time, if he decides to walk and go to the Clippers, go to the Hawks, go to another team that could, you know, use his services, you're covered now. You've got Dennis Schroeder, you've got uh, Alex Caruso still under contract. So, you know, we're going to see how that how that's all going to play out. But I thought this was a really nice move. And like I told you before, no 28th pick I think was going to come in here and really make a profound impact on, on, a, on a championship team. So some of the names were nice. So, some of the, the, the guys that were being talked about that I know our Showtime team was being talked about, they, they were intriguing. But at the same point in time, if you have a guy like Schroeder who's continually uh, coming into his own and continuing to improve, I'm telling you, that that is a great move. And I think that's one that is really going to benefit the Lakers, especially from the playmaking standpoint.
1: Really quick, in NBA news, and while we're waiting for Lauren to kind of come on, I just want to break some news that just happened that's pretty groundbreaking for the NBA landscape. Drew Holiday was on the trading block, and he has finally found a home. Oh, this this might be the first time. This is the first time that we're breaking news. Um, we're not live, but, we're bum, bum, but, bum. but, but on the Showtime <laughs> Forum, Forum, uh podcast, the New Orleans Pelicans, according to Sham Sharania of the Athletic, are is trading Drew Holiday to Milwaukee.
0: Wow!
1: To match up with uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and the Bucks are sending back Eric Bledsoe yep. and George Hill, along with some draft compensation to New Orleans and David Griffin. So finally, Drew Holiday, the, the, the shoe has dropped for Drew Holiday. And I know this isn't Laker news, but this is relevant to the landscape of the NBA because the uh, Milwaukee Bucks are a huge contender. And Giannis has, there's been rumors about Giannis maybe declining the Supermax if he was offered it, if he's going to maybe request a trade after this next year or, or, or during this year before he walks uh, he, because he can opt out of his contract after this upcoming year, but this is a huge move by the Bucks to show that Giannis uh, to show Giannis that they're serious and that they want to keep him. And Drew Holiday is a huge upgrade uh, from George Hill and Eric Bledsoe. So if, it, if that's all it took was just those two players' contracts and maybe a first-round pick or a second-round pick, I mean, for Drew Holiday, and he's on it. I mean, he's not on a long-term deal; it's on a very flexible deal. So Great move, great move by the Milwaukee Bucks. And also, just to mention as well, uh, Robert Covington uh, has been traded by the Houston Rockets uh, to the Portland Trailblazers for Trevor Ariza. Wow. A 2020 first-round
0: pick and a 2021 protected first-round pick as well. That's a great move for Portland. Great move for Portland.
1: Yeah, Portland gets a a shooter and a 3-and-D guy. um, And, you know, Houston is clearly on the rebuild by taking back Trevor Ari- Ariza's contract and getting back some picks and uh, financial flexibility because they're obviously way over the cap as well. And it looks like there might be unloading James Harden as well as Russell Westbrook. Yeah. NBA, uh, is, NBA is getting real dicey.
0: Man, I'm telling you, some of these teams are just imploding as we speak and Uh, Robert Covington, that's a big move for Portland. Drew Holiday is definitely an upgrade over what they had with George Hill, as well as Eric Bledsoe, mostly Bledsoe. I think that was, that was the guy that had really been coming up short in in these last, last few post seasons. And they had just given Bledsoe an extension. They had just given him an extension, I think early last year. So I kind of thought like that contract might be a little bit difficult to move. So now they found, they found a suitor in New Orleans, and Drew Holiday can now go to a contender and, and compete for a championship and, and do his thing with Giannis. And, and if nothing else, the organization shows Giannis that, hey, we're not ready to give up on you, and we're going to do everything we can to surround you with enough talent so we can get to the finals and compete for a championship. But yeah, there's, there's obviously a lot going on in Houston right now, and the fact that they've traded Covington. I think that's just the first domino to fall. Now it's about finding potential suitors for both Russell Westbrook and I think James Harden is next and trying to get as much as they can in return. And I think whatever the return is, if Harden ends up going to Brooklyn or Philadelphia, if you can get a guy like Ben Simmons from Philly or LaVert and Dinwiddie, potentially from from the Brooklyn Nets, maybe even a Jared Allen, if you could squeeze that out of the Nets uh, front office with Sean Marks, that's going to be a big success. And you've got a young head coach. Now you could surround that young head coach or give him young pieces, as well as some picks to work with. We all knew this day was coming for Houston and they they were treading water the last few years and they finally said, you know what? This is what's got to happen.
1: Speaking of Houston, word is, is that this James Harden trade could go down tonight, as early as tonight, if you haven't, if you don't know, James Harden has turned down a hundred and three million dollar two year extension with the Houston Rockets in the middle of a global pandemic. I might add, he must really want a ring and really wants to win to turn down that much money. Yeah, he was going to be the first player. If he would have accepted this deal, he would have been the first player to ever make fifty million dollars in one
0: season. Fifty one and a half, to be exact. Unbelievable, and, and, but he wants and, out. It's not wants about out. the money. And, and he but wants here's to go
1: directly to, to Brooklyn and the nets the sixers and the bucks are front runners don't be surprised if milwaukee pulls something off and
0: For, to get james harden to get james harden that would be very intriguing i mean here's the problem with harden is you can't just put him anywhere that's the issue you can't just put james harden in any situation uh as talented as he may be he's a very ball dominant guard and i'm not sure how that dynamic works in brooklyn and that certainly puts mike d'antoni i mean I I guess that's a plus for Harden is the fact that he'd be reunited with a now assistant coach, but a former head coach in Mike D'Antoni, who would put him in a position to be successful, I suppose. But never has D'Antoni had to deal with not just putting Harden next to another star guard, but putting Harden next to another star guard and a star forward. So how, how does that whole Situation work, but certainly makes Brooklyn intriguing and would certainly elevate their status from what maybe a four seed, you know, depending on the health of Kyrie and, and Durant, to maybe a one or a two seed. Uh, I, I don't know, but things are definitely getting interesting. I know Miami is in the mix right now for Bradley Beal. Chris Paul was moved to Phoenix today, that was a massive move uh, for, for the Suns. I know they gave up, you know, good players like Kelly Oubre and Ty Jerome, and you know, longtime veteran Ricky Rubio, as well as their pick for 2022. But at the same point in time, what are you going to keep doing? You know, we're going to keep stockpiling this young talent and just kind of go in neutral. You got to make these bold moves to put yourself in a position to be successful. And I think what Chris Paul showed last year is that, yeah, I'm 35 and 36, but I still got it, and I might be in the best shape I've ever been in over the last 10 years. So. You know, these are some major I know I'm kinda of jumping around right now, but these are some major moves that these teams are are doing in order to knock off the Lakers, knock off the Clippers, and in the Eastern Conference, knocking off a Milwaukee or a Miami. So it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge, man. man.
1: I, I just wish the Lakers, getting back to the Lakers, I just wish the Lakers could have pulled off that true holiday deal. Word is word is, you know, these are rumors and this is stuff that's just hearsay, obviously, but word is is that before uh, the trade went down on Sunday for Dennis Schroeder um, for the 28th pick and Danny green. Uh, that same package was offered along with Kyle Kuzma to uh, the new Orleans Pelicans for drew holiday. Obviously David Griffin's rebuffed that and said no. So um, obviously the deal went another way, but and drew holiday is now going to end up in Milwaukee uh, with Giannis. But man, that's just a trade that I was really looking uh, to possibly have and, and to to see go down, and ultimately, I'm just happy that we were able to get something done that made our team
0: better overall. So, And Rob, we trust, right? Rob yeah. Link has, has made shrewd
1: move after shrewd move, and gone for the gusto every single time, and there's no no doubt in my mind that he's the executive of, of this last year, and depending on the moves that he makes moving forward for the remainder of the season, he could be the executive of the year for the 2020-2021 season, uh, especially by re-signing Anthony Davis, pulling off this trade with Schroeder, and who knows what other moves that he has up his sleeve. So, uh, it's trade season, and we're locked and ready to go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm waiting for Lauren to unmute her mic so I could I could get her on here right now and just kind of break down some of the stuff that's going on with, uh, with the Lakers. And as I said that, she is on... The great Lauren Jones, LA Sentinel uh, Lakers beat writer, as well as a contributor to The Uninterrupted. You you all know her as Lojo Media with that watermark in, in all of her Twitter videos and Instagram videos. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us this evening.
2: Thank you for having me, Chris. I really
0: appreciate it. Oh no! Absolutely, the pleasure is all ours. We're just getting into all the moves that have happened. I don't know if you heard, Drew Holiday was just traded to the Milwaukee Bucks, and another oh blockbuster. My gosh. Yep, oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. We we have breaking news for the first time on the Showtime Forum podcast. So what a treat! Yeah. On the same night you're on, we're breaking news at the NBA level. Yeah,
2: I went to high school with Drew, so I'm very happy for him. I think it's going to be a, a really good fit for him.
0: No, no doubt, no doubt. It's it's going to be it's going to be awesome. So. Uh, it's, I mean, definitely puts things into a different perspective now for for Milwaukee and this whole Giannis sweepstakes and and how they're going to keep him uh, in a Bucks uniform moving forward. But beyond all that, let's keep it on the Lake Show, the now 17-time champion NBA oh, NBA amazing. champion Los Angeles Lakers. That feels good to say, doesn't it, that Chaz? Feels doesn't great. it, Lauren? It was
2: amazing that to feels, say.
1: That feels great, Lauren. It's so good to have you on. Um, thanks for coming on. I I, I just. Want to talk a little bit about, you know, how this time has been kind of just right off the bat. Don't want to talk about any players, but about yourself, really, like how you've been uh, in this time where I know it's been a little just a little bit of downtime since uh, the season ended on what, October the 11th. But uh, mm-hmm. how's things been uh, for you in the meantime during the short offseason that we've had so far? Yeah, so far,
2: it's been fine. It's been kind. Uh kind of weird because obviously it's like we haven't really had much downtime and now we're just preparing for this upcoming season once again. Right. Um, so I think you know the players are probably feeling it more than anybody but um, yeah I think it's it's been good I've been able to keep busy with some other sports obviously uh, we have college football and NFL happening as well so um been covering some of the Rams got to go to the new SoFi Stadium so that was cool.
0: Yeah, uh,
2: right. Yeah, well, they beat my Seahawks this past weekend, so I'm not too thrilled about that. But uh, <laughs> you know, they they are doing well, and I'm happy to see the home team doing well. I guess good, somebody's good. home team, not mine.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, hey Lauren. I just quick question before we get into the the actual state of the team. Did you have an opportunity to cover the team in the bubble? I know a lot of our respective colleagues were down there. Kyle Goon uh, from, from the uh, SoCal News Group, Dave McMenamin. Did you have an opportunity? Did you have a desire to to head down to Orlando and cover the team from the bubble? Uh,
2: you know, I think it was such a unique and historic moment that I you definitely had some FOMO uh, of not being in Orlando, but I was able to cover the team remotely. And it actually uh, was a lot less pressure than having to get to Staples Center and right. rush hour traffic three times a week mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, things like that. So there was a little trade off. I was sad that we weren't able to be there when they actually won. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, I did, you know, I, I was able to, to hear a lot of stories from inside the bubble from fellow reporters and they were like, you know, I wouldn't have pushed that on anybody. So, um, but yeah, I do think it was, it was such a unique experience and I, I, you know, the magic that was felt when the Lakers won, I think it was a payoff for a lot of people, but yeah.
0: Oh, that, that, that's pretty awesome. So. With that said, it's a, quick, it's a quick turnaround. We're already seeing the dominoes fall, respectively. Dennis Schroeder, uh, while everybody was waking up Sunday morning, about to tune into some football, Dennis Schroeder on, is on his way to the uh, LA Lakers for the 28th pick, as well as for Danny Green. Talk about the impact that Schroeder's going to have on this team, especially after having a career year with the Oklahoma City Thunder.
2: Yeah, I think that that Thunder team really surprised a lot of people, but I've seen Dennis over his career and, um, you know, know that he's a very capable uh, role player, and I think he'll fit in pretty seamlessly um, to the Lakers. And you know, he's had quite a few years in the league now, so um, you know, surrounding LeBron around vets who understand and um, are well seasoned, and you know, have the ability to get hot like he did throughout the this past season is really important um, for us moving forward. I think a lot of people were disappointed in how Danny Green performed last year, so I think that being the first move they made uh shows that as um your illustrious co-host put it in rob we trust um so i'm i'm really looking forward to uh seeing how the rest of our free agency goes and uh, whether they're able to land some of the names that have been floated around
1: right and speaking of free agency um as of yesterday actually sunday uh there's some also some news that broke about Anthony Davis declining his player option which we all figured would happen and uh, with that comes actually another player that the Lakers have to focus on signing I think there's no doubt that uh, no it's no secret that's being kept that Anthony Davis does plan to resign with the Lakers as uh, Chris Haynes reporter of Yahoo Sports but I want to ask you what deal um, structure or selection or option I should say, do you predict Anthony Davis will take in order to stay in L.A.? Do you think he'll do maybe the one plus one uh, with the player option, two plus one, which is what Kawhi Leonard and Paul George did, or just go all out for a five-year deal max? What what do you think?
2: Um, I think it's dependent on uh, what the money is talking about. I think um, A.D. is looking to get paid. He should. I think L.A., obviously, he loves it, and this is a great space um for him to grow you know uh, who doesn't want to play for the lakers in a long-term uh, situation i think the least he'll do is the two plus one um and the best case scenario would be the the max five absolutely
0: yeah yeah that's that's definitely an interesting point the only thing i'm going to say about the the ad contract the two plus one is interesting because if he plays two more years that gets him to the 10-year mark and then instead he could opt out of that third year and then get the supermax is that correct lauren i'm
2: sorry say that again chris
0: so if he takes the two plus one because he just finished year eight right if he takes the two plus one he plays two more years. He's at year eight. He uh, takes him to year 10. And if he opts out of that third year uh, after the 2022 season, now he can r- really cash out and get that super max. Is that correct? If he were to yes, go that route. That is
2: correct. But okay. we also have to think about who else is going to be a free agent during that time. Because I think Giannis um, has, you know, something coming up. And there's some other like bigger name players. Like this free agency is very, um, you know, kind of, Small, there's good players available, but right. there's not a lot of like huge superstars, um, with, which is probably good for the role players that are available. But um because that's, you know, normally what the first domino that has to fall before, um, you know, we're able to see where everybody else ends up. And so we're just seeing kind of now all of these, you know, kind of moves happening. And I think it's just only going to get crazier. Um, but yeah, every day we wake up now and it's going to be, like, something, uh, you know, some kind of news to talk about. So I think, um, you know, as far as AD is concerned, that probably would be the best move. But I think if he already, you know, is kind of sold and that and the money makes sense, then, you know, why not five now? But I, I do think he, he'll tend to lean to the, yeah, two plus one. Nice.
1: Yeah, the two, the, the two plus one makes, in my opinion, makes the most sense because it gives him – you know, a 35% raise in uh, two years uh, being that 10-year uh, max guy. And also he's getting, you know, a $4 million raise by going to $32 million from $28 million last year. Um, question I have i take it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, exactly.
0: Who um, wouldn't?
1: Right, especially in this pandemic. Uh, what other free agency additions do you think that the Lakers could make that maybe are flying under the radar um, that could work and also make the team better? for next season and moving forward?
2: I definitely think, you know, uh, point guard addition, if we don't, you know, end up keeping Rondo, which his name has been uh, of interest for a lot of teams, obviously, um, after the playoff run that he had. But I think, um, yeah, we definitely need to have that focus so that LeBron can just focus more on, you know, um, playing his game without having to facilitate and do so much. Um, And then also, you know, I think shooters. We are in desperate need of some reliable JJ Reddick type shooters right. um, that can uh, help bolster um, and you know uh, spread the floor a little bit.
1: Wesley Matthews just declined his option today yeah. as well.
2: Yeah. Yes, he is definitely somebody that I think is is uh, should be on the radar. He's had a really storied career, and he's definitely somebody that could add um, depth in that in that area quickly.
0: For sure, for sure. And, and another guy I like is Joe Harris. He had a fantastic season with the Brooklyn Nets and has continually gotten better. Uh, solid Virginia product. Oh, I'd love to get him. Lauren, speaking of free agency, one of the things that made this Laker team special last year was their seamless chemistry, was how well that they, they played together, how much love and respect they had with one another. As Cuba Gooding's character Rod Tidwell would say from Jerry Maguire, the Quan." The quan with this Laker team was just was just absolutely brilliant. It was let next level from the coaching staff on down. How important is it, in your opinion, to bring back, depending on the price, of course, a lot of these uh, key free agents?
2: I think you know it is important, but I think a lot of people understand that what coming to the Lakers and what playing for LeBron means. And so people will look to fit in rather than, you know, go against the ring and stand standout. I think because the core, we know for sure is, well, not for sure, but most likely is coming, you know, back in terms of LeBron and AD. I think the rest of that locker room just needs to just kind of have the understanding. And I think it, it, they set the tone pretty early. Right. LeBron is really good. I remember during uh, NBA Summer League, he had all of them go out to Vegas and, uh, hosted, you know, team dinners and bonding experiences and things like that. So I think showing them the Lakers way hmm. will, um, you know, come. And I don't think that a lot of players would go against that or fight that uh, experience. And so uh, I don't see chemistry being an issue, even if the majority of the locker room is, um, even if the majority of the locker room is uh, is new. Uh, because i do foresee some trades happening in which you know some of our uh fan favorites and you know alex caruso or kyle kuzma or Mm. some of these young guys that we've had you know might have to um be moved uh to make space for you know bigger guys so there's there is a world in which you will see a lot new energy but i think it's all you know kind of starts with LeBron and AD, and I think that they do a really great job of being leaders in the
1: locker room and off the court. Right, right. Good point. Uh, last question for me, Lauren, and, I'll, and we'll let you get out of here. But for me personally, I'm I'm waiting for that next move, that next shoot drop for the Lakers that's really going to solidify this roster uh, as true repeat possible um, contenders. What do you get your crystal ball out? What do you think? What are you hearing? What are you feeling as far as – the next move or the next uh, possible uh, prediction that you think uh, will happen or could happen that will help the team out?
2: Well, I think some of the names that you guys have floated in Wesley Matthews or Joe Harris would be a great next move. Um, Because I think that that's one of the things that was of major concern. I'm also interested to see what happens with Avery Bradley and some of these other guys that we, um, you know, in terms of the defense and and being able to um, continue to, to be one of the you know league leaders in uh, on that side of the court I think that that really contributed heavily to this championship. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Rob has up his sleeve in terms of that. But I do think uh, shooters the, the, like sure, a for sure knockdown assassin from you know deep is, is
1: really important, absolutely. And by the way, Avery Bradley has until Thursday. Mm. At five Eastern to de- either accept or decline his five
0: point seven million dollar option. So interesting, we'll interesting. Um, Lauren, final question altogether over here. You've been more than generous with, with your time. The great Lauren Jones, LA uh, Lakers beat writer for the LA Sentinel. This last year's championship, how important was it for the Genie buses, the Rob Palenka's, the Frank Vogels, LeBron for AD? Obviously, everyone gains so much out of winning this championship who do you think benefited the most from it and you could also say was it the city as a whole that gained the most out of it considering what we've all been through with this pandemic with the social injustice issues what was the city of los angeles and the laker fans the 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 biggest winners from this championship i just kind of wanted to get your because you're obviously from here you understand this la landscape the sports landscape as well I just wanted to get your take on that.
2: Well, selfishly, I can say that Laker fans definitely were one of the biggest winners, (laughs) and just the yeah, like you said, the city of LA losing Kobe uh, this year was a huge, devastating blow that I, you know, we still feel, um, you know, the shocks from, and so you know, just from that standpoint to um, have the Lakers win in this the year that Kobe passed um, was really meaningful. And then I also think, you know, all parties involved from Genie down um, definitely had some redemption because there were some dark years, yes. as Lakers fans know, and as the city of Los Angeles know, um, you know, with this Lakers organization, even, you know, people like Magic and uh, that have been surrounding the, the organization for years, I think is it's it is redemption for all involved because you know it didn't look uh, it didn't look promising for a little while and you know having to trade away the young guys and um rebuild you know in essence and then you know lebron with his groin injury last year like there's yeah. just so many factors that led up to this moment that i think um all parties involved definitely saw some uh, were able to exhale a little bit and and we're you know the biggest winners from this but i think you know genie lebron who has had probably the most criticism of any player you know ever um all of those people just you know kind of the the vision paid off but i think definitely the city of los angeles is still reeling from it so I'm, i'm happy as a lakers fan i got i got my own little redemption there you
0: go there you go Lauren, it's been a pleasure having you on. Really appreciate the time. Thanks for for the insight and the analysis. And we look forward to all your coverage coming up in this next season and even during this off season. I'm sure it's going to be a busy couple of weeks for you. Tell our listeners how they could follow your stuff.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me. It was so fun. And you can follow me on all social platforms at Lojo Media, L O J O Media. Thank you guys again. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: Really appreciate the time. Thanks, Lauren. The great. Lauren Jones, Chaz. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. She yeah, she is, is awesome. Quick, today. You know what's so. funny? I got a quick story to tell about Lauren. I met her the, for the first time at a Clipper game that we were both covering. And you know I've been covering the Clippers off and on the last few years and stuff. And I met her for the first time. Um, I had always seen her, but I actually, like, introduced myself. So at the time, I was working at U.S. Bank in San Pedro, where, where I live. And, you know, I was telling her, yeah, I got a day job and stuff like that. And and there was this guy who told me that because I used to talk to him all this time. It was this big dude always came in with his wife. I always helped him out. They loved coming to me. And he said, oh, you're in the sports media field. My sister's in the sports media field. And I was just like, what's your sister's name? Lauren Jones. And I was just like, okay. So the next time I went to that Clipper game, I saw her and I'm like, wait a minute, you're Lauren Jones. I'm like, there's this guy who told the he's like, oh yeah. So his name was Big Tony. And she was just like, yeah, that's that's my brother. He's like, how do you know him? I'm like, I take care of him when I'm, when I'm working the day job. Yeah. So that's what that's kind of broke the ice. And every time I've seen her, she's always been more than, more than kind, more than gracious. She is class personified and uh, obviously has done some fantastic things. Uh, covering the Lakers the last few years. And uh, I always told her, like, we got to do a podcast together, and I'm glad she was available uh, to do this edition.
1: Yeah, she was great. I uh, love the insight, love her perspective, especially uh, being someone that covers the team directly uh, throughout the season uh, on and off the court for that matter. So sure. very, very happy to have her insight, uh, especially when it came to uh, the question about you know who that next player might be. I think – just getting back into the the, the, the players and, and things of that nature, really quick. I just wanted to make a point that I I just hope that Rondo doesn't go to the Clippers. If he takes, if if, he, if there's a big bag for him waiting in Atlanta, that's going to pay him two to three times more than just the league the league minimum, or at least double. Go for it, man. That's fine.
0: You yeah. know, take care of your
1: kid, take care of your family. But I mean, if it's for the Clippers man that, that that's gonna be really hard to see because even though we're we're gaining such a a threat and a, and a possible six men of the year in Dennis Schroeder uh, this the, the kind of intellect that Rondo has right. cannot be replaced just like in the last closeout game when Rondo said in the film session before, yo if Ron, if you're not in the game, I'm taking Jimmy Butler yeah because Ron said, hey, I'm gonna take Jimmy Butler all throughout the whole game and then Rondo stepped up obviously Um, and also his connection with Anthony Davis as well is going to be huge uh, with with us missing that but um, if Avery Bradley Alex Caruso Dennis Schroeder um, if we have all of those players um, then I still feel confident about guys that are on the perimeter but I I do still feel like there are some moves needing to be made and I think a major shooter is coming whether it be Wesley Matthews or um, uh, Joe Harris or even Danilo Gallinari Um, yeah
0: yeah I like I like Gallo and the fact of the matter is Gallo if you sign him you get a shooter you get a pretty good passer you get a decent defender uh, you, get you, you get a veteran who's hungry, who wants to win. By the way, Gallo's never been out of the first round in his career. I, I was talking about that on my podcast last week that this is, this is a guy that the Lakers should target, but there's so many good uh, other good players out there, Chaz. You mentioned Wesley Matthews. That's a guy that, uh, after tearing his Achilles about six six years ago, I think, he's worked yeah. really hard to get himself back. He, he may not be the player he was in Portland and Utah, but he's still a very good player, and he had a couple of solid, uh, solid years in Indiana as well as Milwaukee last season. So I would love to see a guy like Wesley Matthews if he's willing to come down here. But going back to Rondo, Here's the thing, if yeah, a team like Atlanta could overpay for for him. Uh, Rondo's got Southern ties. Remember, he went to school at Kentucky, so I'm sure he, yeah. you know, it would be a bit of a homecoming for him to to go to Atlanta. But at the same point in time, he has spent the last two years here in L.A. So if you could have an opportunity to play for a contender that is going to utilize your skill set right away, why not? But then again. Knowing Rondo and knowing his personality, I wonder how that would be in that Clipper locker room with guys like Kawhi and Paul George and Beverly and things like that. So I'm not sure how that how that dynamic would work, but at the same point in time, he checks off a lot of the boxes that they are looking for, especially in a point guard. He brings leadership. He's a voice. He brings experience. We all know that he could deliver in the postseason, unlike other players, uh, on that Clipper roster. We're not going to name names. But uh, yeah, he definitely provides a certain skill set. So that's definitely something to watch out for. As far as other players on the wish list, li- I've, I've heard the name Serge Ibaka. I really like what Ibaka could do. And you imagine Ibaka at the five with AD at the four. The floor spacing, the defense, the rebounding, the, the. I mean, the shot, the, the shot altering. I mean, and not to mention, even when AD goes to the bench, Ibaka. I'm not saying he's Anthony Davis, but he could do some of those things that Anthony Davis brings to the table. So there there wouldn't be a uh, as much of a drop off when AD goes to the bench, and now you plug. Abaca in at that four spot. So that would be a major pickup uh, for the Lakers if they're able to swing it.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it really, to be honest, in my opinion, it really hinges on Avery Bradley if he declines or accepts his player option. Because if he declines it, then that opens up the full mid-level exception right. that the Lakers had split up last offseason for Rondo and I believe JaVale um, last year. And KCP – like it or not, Laker fans, KCP is about to get paid in the neighborhood of probably somewhere like three years, $45 million, like a two plus one, kind of like right. Anthony Davis, you know, might sign as well. So uh, letting Danny Green go like that, you don't let Danny Green and KCP go.
0: Yeah, that and third. Bradley. So, yeah, you don't want to lose and all Bradley. three.
1: <laughs> right. So so the writing's on the wall that, that KCP is about to get paid substantially. Right. Um
0: you mentioned on Twitter, Chad, sorry to interrupt, you mentioned on Twitter he's about to get the J.R. Smith contract. I don't know if that was on in the Twitter on Twitter or in our Slack conversation, they, they all kind of run together. But you did say like KCP could end up with the J.R. Smith contract. And the thing is, it's like these guys, and the thing is with KCP, unlike a guy like Danny Green or some of these other guys, this guy was consistently productive throughout the season. And definitely throughout the postseason, and he performed well on the biggest stage. When they needed big shots or a big defensive assignment, he was embracing both. So yeah, you may have to pay him. And the fact and the difference between paying him and paying J.R. Smith is the fact that Smith was already starting to decline a little bit. Like he was at his peak and starting to decline. I don't think KCP's at that point yet. I think he's actually given you the best season of his career. And I think he's got two or three years that you can get. But once again, there's another caveat to this whole thing with free agency. Given the financial climate, especially for these small market teams, how much are they willing to dole out? And how many years are they willing to dole them out for? That's going to be key. So what wouldn't surprise me, and I know Ramona Shelburne has said this, I'm sure Bobby Marks has said this, don't be surprised if players are taking short-term incentive-laden contracts and postponing free agency for another year. Where you you play for one year, you have the option in case something happens, but if you play well and you're on a winning team, now you could opt out and really get paid out next summer, assuming... Things the financial climate changes more to to the green instead of the red that we're in right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that's the best thing that you can do if you you know have the leverage to be able to bet on yourself like that, and you're not you know scraping for your first uh, big deal. Guys like Kyle Kuzma um, and other guys that are looking for you know, even Alonzo Ball, yeah, Ingram, uh, Josh, Josh Hart, Josh Hart. Um, Ingram, yeah, he still yeah. hasn't even got, gotten his deal yet. Right. Um, very, very interested to see because he's he's up, he's up yeah. come Friday. Yeah. He's, he's a restricted free agent, I believe, starting Friday. So, um, the cap isn't really, uh, in their favor. No, it's uh, not. In the player, in the players' favor, I should say. Uh, this escrow that they have being split up and spread out over three years, um instead of it being a higher percentage that was negotiated by the players association is really going to come into play. Um,
0: there's no revenue, Chaz. Yeah, there's no revenue. Yeah, I mean, there's no concessions. Can, there's no fans. Yeah, we, there's no tickets, games, parking. No
1: parking. Yeah.
0: There's right. none of that. So that's why I'm saying like all these guys who are saying like these guys are ready to get paid. Well, let's pump the brakes on that. First of all, if they are going to get paid, it's going to be over a short term deal. And second, what, the, what you know, you, you remember what we saw a few years ago, from JJ Redick and some of these other guys, even KCP, one-year deal worth $18 million. You may see s- contracts like that, but now spread over two years. So maybe two for 20, you know what I mean? Two True. for 18. That I think that's what you're going to see more of. And that second year will be an option. So it's, a, it's very interesting because we're all thinking that this free agency – and this offseason is going to run like other offseasons. One, there's less time to do stuff. I think you're going to see more trades than you are going to be seeing more big-time signings, if that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, you've already the, seen that.
1: Yeah, free free agency is not where it's at this year. Everybody's, everybody's opting in. There's not too many people opting out. Like Jeremy Grant, actually, he opted out. Right. And there's a few other players, um, but like guys like Otto Porter, mm-hmm. um, he opted in. Um, I think Andre Drummond. Where does Andre Drummond is deciding to opt out? I don't think that's for money purposes. I think I just think he wants to. Get he wants out game. of
0: Cleveland. He wants out of the Midwest. I think. Period. <laughs> Guy. The guy's been. In, the guy's been in, on two bum squads for you know the majority of his career. Fortunately for Cleveland. Over that- for over a decade, you know, yeah, he got to the playoffs a little bit, but basically that was just delaying his Cancun trip by two weeks. So they, the the, the Pistons actually did him a disservice. <laughs> My man Chris with the zingers tonight, boy. Hey, hey, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. But, but going back to everything, it's going to be interesting to see if players want to take a pay cut and say, hmm. Let me play for a contender, maybe not the Lakers, maybe it's the Clippers, maybe it's the Bucks, maybe it's the Warriors, maybe it's uh, uh, the Utah Jazz, uh, maybe it's the Heat, who knows, the Celtics, and say, you know what, I'll take a one-year deal or, or a two-year deal worth $12, 13000000 i I'll opt out of that second deal. For some of these players, it could be a slight raise, but then come free agency next year, especially if I'm on a winning team and I play well and I'm able to stay healthy, I could really cash out next year when the cap uh, goes up. So before we start saying like all these guys are going to get paid, let's pump the brakes. Look what the market is around. Cause I think that's not only going to be a selling point for, for the Lakers, that's going to be a selling point for a lot of these teams, especially the small markets.
1: And the trade market is, I just have to say this really quick guys, because things have been developing while we were uh, interviewing Lauren and, and talking about the great, uh, moves that, are, that are, are being talked about And being made but there have been some Developments along with this Drew Holiday trade that I, I had uh, Announced earlier in the podcast I don't know if you know this Chris but um, In my opinion the Paul George trade has Demolished trade value Overall um, the market Is completely out of whack because Drew Holiday was traded For Bledsoe and George Hill mm-hmm. but also David Griffin was able to get three first-round picks and two pick swaps.
0: Are you kidding you. me?
1: Let me let me remind you. That's two players.
0: Hold on, and
1: two and two swaps. I, I I I'm telling you in real time. Drew Holiday is on an expiring deal. He can opt out if he decides to go to Milwaukee, and Giannis decides to walk. Drew Holiday, for all intents and purposes, could be a free agent and sign with the Lakers.
0: And And you mortgage your future for a guy who uh, isn't exactly a perennial all-star. No disrespect to Drew, but it's not like you're getting a Chris Paul.
1: Mind you, that's the same amount of first-round picks and pick swaps that it took for David Griffin to do the Anthony Davis deal.
0: Wow. So he's pulling a Sam Presti. (laughs) Move over, Sam Presti. You got company with Griff. You ain't the only, you ain't the only, uh, uh, uh dealer out there.
1: It's, it's
0: nutty. How, wow. What, what players are being traded for and the, the different amounts. This is uh, what happens maybe. when you don't have leverage. Sorry to interrupt. This is what happens when you don't have leverage, man.
1: Yeah. You know, you have no, you have no leverage and Giannis, I mean, and Giannis could walk. So, I mean, now if this confirms like, but it doesn't, if this confirms that Giannis is going to stay, then great, you do it all day, every day. Like David Aldridge said on Twitter, I'm reading his tweet now, you do it all day, every day, and twice on Sundays. If you know for a fact that Giannis is going to stay, but you don't. So how could you give up three picks and two swaps and two players for one expiring contract? I mean, that puts all of the pressure on Giannis and the Bucks to win it this year and this year only. If it doesn't get done this year, Giannis and Drew Holiday, for that matter, can walk out the door and leave the Bucks with absolutely nothing. And that's why small market teams continue to stay small market teams, and the rich get richer, richer, and the poor just stay poor because they make decisions like this out of desperation.
0: I, I, I am not feeling that move by John Horst at all. As much as I like Drew Holiday, and I think Drew has been great, At the same point in time, Drew does not have the same kind of cachet that you feel like, okay, he's automatically going to elevate us to a championship contention. Now, if Brooklyn decides to stand pat and not get James Harden, which I don't think is going to happen because I think Harden has his sights set on Brooklyn. I haven't heard anything else that Philly is going to be a major contender. But then again, things change all the time. You you hear one thing, you hear one thing, you think it's going to go down, boom. The other thing happens just like with Kawhi last year. We all thought Kawhi was coming to the Lakers. Kawhi was coming to the Lakers. If he's not saying anything, he's coming to the Lakers. Then all of a sudden at the 11th hour, bam, the Clippers come in, sign Kawhi Leonard, then trade for Paul George and things change like that. So, but here's the thing. If you get Drew Holiday and you mortgage the farm essentially to get him oof, and Giannis does not stay, man, oh man, is Milwaukee screwed. I hope John Horst and Mark Lazary, uh, the owner of the Bucs, know exactly what they're doing. I hope they know something that Bucks fans and NBA fans don't, because that is a major, major risk right now. Not to mention, the issue with Milwaukee hasn't always been Giannis in the playoffs. It's been Mike Holzer too. So that is the other aspect of this. You have a coach that isn't exactly great at making adjustments. So if you find yourself against the Miami, against a retooled Brooklyn squad, against Philly, against Boston, I don't know, man.
1: I don't know. uh, But I just want to predict this really quick. Giannis is no way, there's no way, 100% chance that – Giannis is not going to sign the supermax. There's no way. Why? Why would you sign the supermax and give them them being the Milwaukee Bucks that kind that kind of level of uh, comfort um, going yeah. into the season when you know when you know you can have the flexibility to be able to opt out and go wherever it is you like. You can go to Golden State. You can go to Miami. I mean, there's. plenty sure. Hell, you could even go to the Knicks. I mean, you can where you want.
0: I think what they may be banking on is what Giannis has said. Like I, you know, kind of like that Damian Lillard, Dirk Nowitzki, Duncan, Kobe type mentality. Where look, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen here, or it's not gonna happen. So I think they're banking that that mentality is ultimately not to mention the money, of course, is ultimately gonna win out for 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 Giannis and put that's and put the Bucks in a situation where it's like. Here it is. Here's the super max. Stay with us. We're going to continue to try to surround you with talent. Try, you know, you bet once again, Jerry Maguire, you bet on me the way I bet on you.
1: Right? No, I mean, but here's the thing. The Bucks wouldn't have made this deal if they thought that Giannis was signing the super max. So there's no way they think that he's going to sign the super max, because if you think he's going to sign it, then why would you give up Three first two players and two pick swaps.
0: Once so, again, do they know something that we don't?
1: No, they don't. They know exactly what we know, which is why they're trading the farm <laughs> to be able to show that we want you to stay. So they don't know anything that we don't know. They know exactly what we know. That Giannis is not going to sign uh, the super max and. Man, I I know this is a Lakers show, but I just I mean, we have to take some time. Uh, Bucks
0: fans are definitely going to enjoy this show. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are moves that are being made that affect the entire landscape, and I love it.
1: I, I love for the for I want the East, the Eastern Conference, to be um, as great as it possibly can. Sure. I I mean, yeah. I don't want. James Harden to go to the Brooklyn Nets. I'd rather see him in Philly because I want Boston and Philly right. and Brooklyn. We and want
0: to see the, the duos. We want so to see the duos. Know. We don't want to see the, no- the these three-headed monsters that we saw in Golden State or even in Cleveland or Miami before that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, man. For, for league balance, you want to see that because if he goes to Brooklyn, I mean, ah, man. I don't know. I mean, first of all, I don't know how that dynamic's going to work, but just the fact that you got three star level players, assuming they're all healthy, that's going to, that, I mean, that's going to put them toward the top. I think that shoots them past Miami, that shoots them past Boston and puts them them even past Milwaukee. So going to be very interesting to see going back to the Lakers. Let's, let's, let's stop this Bucs thing. I, I know you're getting excited over here and maybe we could set aside some, some happy time for, for you know, NBA trader Chaz over here who wants to, uh, trader, by the way, T-R-A-D-E-R, not traitor, like Benedict Arnold. So I don't want to get that twisted. But let's get it back to the Lakers over here from one player signing a Supermax to another. Anthony Davis, I really believe the two plus one is the best option for him because that gets him two more years, gets him to that 10-year service mark. And then, assuming we're back to some sort of normalcy by the end of 2022, he could really cash out uh, at the age of 29 or 30. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that, that's the move. That's what I would do. I think that's what he's leaning toward. Um, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, uh, You don't work. I mean, this is still a job at the end of the day. You don't work to, to make the least amount, I mean, you work to make the most. You right. don't want to leave anything on the table for anybody, especially when you're in the middle of a global pandemic and don't know what can happen from year to year, right. um, or even month to month, given how the numbers of this virus has spiked over the last few months. So yeah. um, I, I anticipate Anthony Davis to sign the two plus one. Um, it it doesn't exactly match up with LeBron James, but um, you know LeBron is committed. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about that. LeBron isn't switching teams again. He's not moving his family again. He's not. No, uh, no. I mean, you he made the move to be able to retire as a Laker. Are, does, is there a possibility that LeBron could uh, go back to Cleveland and finish his career there? Yes, I'm not. I, is that a chance? A very, very small chance potentially but I think that I think he's
0: had enough of Dan Gilbert for one lifetime (laughs) I
1: I, I, I don't I don't see him playing for the Cavs no three three separate times uh, along with a stint in Miami for four years and a stint in LA for at least three to four years as well so LeBron is here to stay for for a good amount of time and Anthony Davis is clearly I think what we'll see in this next season is Anthony Davis really take on the mantle like how we saw LeBron in that second Miami season really mm-hmm. take on yeah. the mantle from the from Dwayne Wade um for two reasons number 1 because Anthony Davis has proved it right that he's capable on the biggest stage in the finals in the playoffs to be able to carry a team offensive, defensively lead the, lead the team in every statistical category except for assists he's ready from that standpoint also he's also ready to step in because it gives LeBron James who is 35 going on 36 years old next month he'll be already um before he'll be 36 before the season even officially starts so right. lebron is going to need you know a little bit of rest not saying that he's he's already joked about maybe cherry picking on uh the shop with obama and uh, Maverick that was Carter. a good
0: that was a good addition by the no, way that he, was that was awesome yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a great show. Sorry, I joked about, you know, and Danny Green alluded to, you know, not showing up for training camp, and you know, or or just half-assing it, or whatever the case may be. But I I think there is a little bit of truth to some of the joking in that that LeBron is going to need some of the energy to be uh, to come from like players like Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Kuzma, Anthony Davis, some of the younger guys um, to be able to really get the team off to a good start. And then LeBron can come in close do his hydro planning and then wrap it up uh, after the all-star break and, and get in the championship mode. So I'm just excited to see how the start of the season happens and who those players are and yeah. wh- what it's going to be like. Um, starting a season 71 days after you won a championship,
0: and all the names that have been floated out there, Chaz, and we'll end it on this note. They're all guys that could contribute to this team. Serge Ibaka could shore up your front court. He could play the five. He could play the floor of uh, the four. He can make free throws. He could rebound. He could block shots. He brings an element of toughness. He doesn't back down. He's he's played on the biggest stage throughout his career in Toronto as well as OKC. Joe Harris. I would love to see the the, the Lakers get a knockdown three point shooter. And actually, he's not a bad. Defender either, Joe Harris, the, 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 uh, the guy could play. So, I mean, I would love to see that guy. And then also too, if you could only bring back two out of these three guys, Bradley, Rondo, KCP, it would be nice to have two of those three guys back in, in the mix. Even a guy like Markeith Morris, uh, who I don't think will get paid out as much as his twin brother Marcus, but even getting a guy like that would be nice. A guy like, and if you can't get him, maybe you could shift your focus to Danilo Gallinari, and he could kind of play that that role. Uh, Ala Morris, obviously not the same skill set, but another guy, knockdown three point shooter, good passer. Um, when he's healthy, he's been good. So. There's a, enough guys out there where I think the Lakers, between what the, their incumbent free agents as well as who's available on the, on the open market, you could shore up the needs of your team and keep the the, uh, the chemistry intact and keep the, the culture and the identity intact. Because I think of all those guys we mentioned, they're all guys that are going to be wanting to play for a chip, putting their egos aside, and I think are going to come in with a really good disposition uh, to want to win. Yeah, I, I mean, I
1: man, you nailed it right on the head. I can't, I can't even, I can't even follow anything that's even more more than that. Um, I know, I know. Microphone I said, drop. I, I know I said I was done with this, but this is
0: the last thing that I'll say. Fire away about
1: because this is big news. This is big news as far as this the, the trade and the trade market and things of that nature. Um, Arash Markaisi just tweeted out that the Lakers traded Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart, and three first-round picks to the New Orleans for Anthony Davis. And the Bucks have traded Eric Bledsoe-George Hill and three first-round picks and two swaps for Drew Holiday. I mean, to, to flip – I mean, David Griffin, That what I'm thinking about is David Griffin has really flipped two players into six first-round picks, four pick swaps, and what? three, three, five players. I mean, that's, that's getting it done. So shout out, shout out to Dave Griffin and the, and the new Orleans Pelicans shout out to Rob Palenka for making a shrewd move by getting Dennis Schroeder, no point intended. And I'm looking to see if Wesley Matthews is really, I think that's the next move to be honest with
0: you. We shall see. We shall see. By the way, uh, David Griffin, uh, credited Sam Presti's manual, how to Stockpile Assets. Uh, by the way, the co-author was Danny Ainge on that as well. So <laughs> Griff is pulling oh, it. La- oh, hey, last
1: thing. La- last thing I want to break. The Bucks. Okay, according to Kevin O'Connor, the Bucks will pursue a sign and trade for Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Sacramento Kings. Nice, okay. he's, he's another addition that they're in talks and they're uh, looking, to, looking to do that. The Hawks is also in talks with Bogdan, but it's looking like after Drew... He might be a buck as well. So Milwaukee is making some moves, man. Yeah. And uh, by the time you hear us next, we might be talking about who the Lakers might be seeing in the finals. Will it be Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philly, Boston? You know,
0: it's gonna it. be it's gonna be a wild couple of weeks, that's for sure. Draft Wednesday. Free agency starts, uh, I think, on Friday. You're going to hear a bunch of trades, I'm sure, between now and then. Not to mention, we don't even know what Golden State's going to do with that number two pick. Could they have something up their sleeves? It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a wild time. Chaz and I are back, by the way. Uh, I know we took a two-week hiatus. We are back, and we're going to give you not just Laker coverage. We're going to give you, as you heard here tonight, NBA coverage because it's all relevant to how a lot of these teams are trying to stockpile their arsenal to knock off the 17-time NBA champion, Los Angeles yeah. Lakers, reigning 2020 NBA champs.
1: Got to defend the chip, man. Got to defend the chip. LaMellon Ball going number one on Wednesday night. I can't wait. I don't know who's, who it's going to be. I don't know if Minnesota's going to trade the pick, if Golden State's going to you know trade down, or you know what the other teams are going to go or do. But I think Lamella Ball is going to be number one. I can't wait to see how many trades get done. Portland, mind you, just got really,
0: really good tonight by getting Robert Covington. That's a big time move for them. F- Phoenix, the the
1: Pacific Division is going to be a bloodbath. Minus the Kings, um, and mind you, because of the coronavirus, you're going to be playing your division a lot more than you normally would. Right. So the Lakers better sack up because they're going to be playing the toughest in the toughest division this year so yeah this won't
0: be like the Dodgers uh you know just uh, di- annihilating the NL West and the ALS no the, the, the Lakers Lakers division is going to be tough this year no question about it that is a, that is going to do it for us here on the Showtime Forum podcast I think we gave you more than enough for for one edition over here thanks again to Lauren Jones uh, you could follow her on at Lojo Media gave us a lot of good uh Laker offseason content uh Chaz tell everyone how they could follow you man
1: no, you guys know where to follow me at on Twitter at Chaz Pearson, on Instagram at Chaz P, and uh, Chris. Where can they follow you at?
0: man? Could always follow me on Twitter at Chris underscore Camelo. I'm also on Instagram, C Camello One, Facebook Camello's Corner by Chris Camello. And you know, we always got merch for you. We at Showtime Forum always got merch for you. Chaz, where, where where can they go for that for that merch that you're always you're always promoting every week?
1: Oh, I'm rocking it right now. I'm rocking the uh, 17 hat uh, with the championship logo with the 7 next to it to commemorate the Lakers' 17th uh, banner and championship. That ooh, that new Laker banner that we saw from uh, Quinn Cook's and uh, that was awesome. THT's Instagram. Uh, good to see that banner up in the Lakers' practice facility. Can't wait to see it in Staples Center as well. But you guys know where to find your merch on uh, at, at can't beat la.com at cb-la.com and uh, gonight gfx.com as well uh, from Javier we got two guys uh, in the social media and showtime forum podcast uh, and the showtime forum group that make merch and I'm rocking it every single time I do a show anytime I'm out in the city around the streets rocking some hats rocking, rocking some gear everybody's asking me where can I get that shirt where can I get that hat? I'm telling you guys right now, cb-la.com and goldennightgfx.com. Hit up your boy, Javi, for some merch. Get fresh like me so you can walk around L.A. or wherever you might be repping your team. Loud and proud because you are the champions of the world in the NBA. So let's get it.
0: Absolutely. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in every week. We know we took a little two-week sabbatical, but we are back and we ain't going anywhere. So thanks again. Be sure to download and subscribe to all of our podcasts on all major streaming platforms at Showtime Forum. You can also follow us on all social media platforms at Showtime Forum. Thanks again, everybody. Off season is going to be wild. So buckle up. Take care, everybody.